Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Fang and a Bang with Gang Growl and Kid Cadet. Yes, we made it to number nine, Kid Cadet. How are you? What happened this week? What's going on in your world? Well, let's just start this way. So, obviously, Gang Growl has his slam buddy. You want to hold him for a second? But I yeah. got I got him a friend. Who's been mistaken for the guy from the, uh, what is that show? Oh, yeah, damn zombies. Walking dead. <laughs> I got him a friend. You got him a friend. So, this is the newest addition to our podcast. I got him a Bigfoot friend! Ah, you can see this, we got him like, oh, that's a cute Bigfoot. Isn't he a cute one? Oh, can I see your Bigfoot? Oh, it's yours. Oh, it's mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, want to trade? I'll give you a bit. You know? I'll hold on All to right, him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. So, I know a lot of you are listening on Spotify <laughs> and Apple iTunes and stuff as you drive along, but I have like the cutest, uh, I, I'm coming across kind of weird, but I have the cutest <laughs> little Bigfoot I'm petting. Little hairy thing. Petting. It's a Bigfoot. He's super cute. Isn't he cute? Uh, and speaking of cute, I have my lovely, beautiful daughter, Anna Diaz, in the studio today <laughs> watching over there. Take care of me, huh? <laughs> she's very quiet. She's a, she's a woman, a, a young girl, a few words, or a young lady, I should she, say. She's yeah. taking it all in. I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot hey. for a Bigfoot and a... Yeah, the Bigfoot? Is that disturbing, the Bigfoot? No, Raymond? You like Bigfoot? Did you know about this? No. Well, we're obviously obsessed. This may become a Bigfoot show and forget <laughs> everything about wrestling and money and the bank and all this other great stuff you we like got to talk about. You like wrestling too bad. This speaking of, uh, speaking oh, of wrestling. Oh, you're throwing wait, a cactus phone. A, She's throwing a cactus phone. I was going to see a joke really quick Okay. before we get into money in the bank. This joke? Is, this is uh, for Raymond. Or this is for Raymond. Is okay. it a mermaid joke? It's a mermaid joke. <laughs> Ready? This king's cute. Like, like, uh, How do octopuses make mermaids laugh excessively? With ten tickles. <laughs> you love it. But she covered uh, octopuses, which we I believe <laughs> sank many a ships through the years, years and back in the day. And, and she believes in the sirens, and you believe in mermaids. But then you just you threw like the race card out there and say, well, maybe they're races or something like race. The, the mermaid is a race of what? The, I don't know. You lost me with that one, Raymond, but it's we're not going to confuse the rest of the world with that. So we're going to move on. So money in the bank. So uh, I've had a good, it was, it was a good week. To, um, you know, a lot of the pandemic restrictions up. So uh, before we get to the money in the bank, because mm-hmm. had a good, did a couple shows. So we did actually had a, did a summer camp show Wednesday. How um, was that? About 400 little kids screaming, go, go, go. So it's super fun. You know, kids are like the, purest level of entertainment you know it's tremendous so and then um then i was out to philadelphia this weekend and uh so you got i uh, got a shirt on it was uh what the heck is it called uh i forget signature, signature training Center. Academy. yeah but it was uh, you know alpha uh alpha alpha junior of course alpha junior he has a uh training center battlefield uh pro wrestling training cat uh, training center pro battlefield training center so it was a really cool building so i did a show there it was a long weekend um but very blessed to be back out there on the road again and doing some fang and a banging and uh and then i got home and got to squeeze in a little money in the bank um sunday well i squeezed in some money in the bank because there was some kind of glitch and i was struggling with trying to stay awake this this digital glitch or satellite glitch was going on. It started when the men's men's match was coming up. Right, it started so, for like. So I didn't know if yeah. the, the ladies' match was just so bad. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> did a cyber attack on something, but but nothing against the ladies. It was just I've never seen such misuse of ladders in my life. But, but. well, d- didn't you feel like the ending was almost a swerve? Because you know we did our predictions. Um, they were predictions. I hope yeah, no one uh, actually took our word and went and bet. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I, Alexa Bliss should have won. 
You, you I, I don't care. I like it. I like it. And and I know we touched earlier on other things. You're like, how far? Somebody did somebody ask a question or did you ask the question? Somebody asked, what? how far is the sports entertainment? What characters? What was it like? Mind control? And I said, well, I'm not quite, I'm not sure if I'm caught up in understanding things. And then got to see a good taste of the going up the ladder, meeting icon. It was right, like hypnosis. It was a type her. of hypnosis mm-hmm. going down. You know what? The fans liked it. Did and you? I, I did. I wasn't against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it interesting. It didn't do it too much, too much to a thing, but it led a lot of what ifs and like moments like, is she going to do something? But what I did love is her entrance. She came out and how she perched like uh, a bird of prey, you know, uh, sitting up there watching the, the field of play, the bird of prey watching her field of play, you know, yeah. as everybody did her entrance, she just, just stayed there stone faced. I, I think she glanced over a couple times. It's really hard, you know, other people coming in. But you ever tried to stand on the ropes? Whether no. you're standing one foot over, one foot in, one you know, and you have a little bit, of, you can balance with your calves. That amount of time to stand on any any rope in any type of way it, it's, it's, it takes tremendous skill set. <laughs> she's very. I mean, you know. come on, she's a very talented athlete. But like you kind of just said, you noticed how she was reacting to everybody. The camera zoomed in on her after every single person yeah. entered. So I feel like they really tried to set us up to think that she was going to win. And then we got the big swerve with Nikki Ash. I mean, uh, that was a swerve. Yeah, I was not happy about that. Uh, was it, what is it? Uh, almost superhero, ASH? Yeah, almost a superhero, A-S-H. yeah. Yeah. A hurricane, to me, almost. And I might get heat for this and I might take this the wrong way, but it seems like a hurricane meets Eugene type of thing. You know, I, I don't know. Just when I'm looking at it, it seems like that. But... Uh, I, I don't know. She gives me anxiety. I mean, I, I think she's a lovely lady. I, I believe I met her once. Maybe I'm pretty sure. Uh, they're all nice, so, so I'm not. I'm not knocking people individually. I just don't understand the character. They, I get the, I get this one more, and I did her other characters. Like I was very lost in is her transitional searches for the search of who she is and and what she's doing. But um, yeah, uh, Raymond just weirded me out over there. He was what? doing something. He just freaked me out. I don't know. I got I got a little weird. But um, you're holding a Bigfoot. But uh, but yeah, so uh, well, let's talk. All right, let's we'll, we'll get off the women's match because I, I don't want to be like all oh, negative Nelly or anything like that because it was a lot of hard work, a lot of talent in there, and it was still yet fun. I just I just don't comprehend sometimes that, that, like they did a tug of war, the ladder forever. It, uh-huh. it, it was just so like uh, s- scripted, but everybody was like in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it was just. But the ideas were good, but but. It just took too long to transition. So it's the execution and stuff. There, then when the, the men's match watched, I actually watched that, uh, the Money in the Bank match this morning along with the Edge match. Edge killed it. Yes. I thought Edge killed it. He rocked it. And I'm not saying that because I was in the brood with them or anything. Oh, or that I think that he's he's like one of the five on my hand that I would trust with my daughter in a room because he's an amazing guy. But he killed it. I thought he killed it. I thought he killed it. And uh, amazing guy. Great match. And uh, But... Uh, the men's money in the bank match that was put together well. They they didn't go running right out a ladder and come in and out. They they were able to mix it up, break it down. And what the hell, Drew Galloway with a dive over the top? What was it? Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I always still yeah. call him Galloway because I wrestled him. Drew Galloway when I used to guy. work in England. When mm-hmm. we wrestled a lot in England, it was Drew Galloway. So I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre. I'm gonna get that wrong. So you'll probably get hot too because all that branding and that big cool logo he's got now. It is pretty. It is cool. really cool logo. Uh, very. 
Thor, I don't know, Stonehenge. I don't know. Very cool. Um, even though Stonehenge is in England, not Scotland. But it is. <laughs> like, Stonehenge is a really History. cool place, too. Have you ever I've, been never, to I've never been. I passed it every week for months and months and months. Every, like 20 years in England. Because we'd have to go down. We'd work in the, the, one of the towns in the south. And we always had to pass Stonehenge. Very, very cool. How so. did it, how? Like, do you think it's aliens? Or, like, do you really think that these people schlepped well, tons I'm of... I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to ask Raymond because he's going to tell you it was mermaids that built Stonehenge. They swim. <laughs> and they, it was water. Yeah. England's an island. And the mermaids worked their way. And, you know, they, they built it up out of the water. And something. Like the New Zealanders with the hook. The hook goes down and saves the island. They hooked the island and brought it up from the depths of the ocean. You know? That'd be something Raymond would come up with. Some mystical stuff like that. Raymond. He's also the one that pitched the Loch Ness Monster to me one time, too. Oh? Over Bigfoot. He's got he's got heat with Bigfoot. You know what? Sorry. Bigfoot's got heat with you too. Wow. But yeah, it's a men's ladder match I thought was uh, great. I mean, did I see Big E winning? No. I mean I mean and I told you I know we brought up and we talked about Big E. I have nothing against Big E. I just um I, I I felt sad. Speaking of the new day, I felt sad for that Kofi. I mean, I guess that was the spot they built Bobby Lashley as a monster, but boy did he he take some rough rough landings there uh, you know in my world as a trainer and, and a professional wrestler that watching some of the bumps or we would call bumps you know how the particular falls or from the throws and the move sets uh there was one that he looked like he spiked his shoulder and his head a couple oh, yeah. on his uh on his uh hips and stuff like which would beat you up over a period of time so um and uh, i really hope uh, and i'm sure he is because uh, Kofi's a tough dude and he's a tremendous uh, competitor and entertainer and, and an athlete he's an amazing athlete hope he's okay because there's a lot of gnarly there's a lot of gnarly like some falls in I mean house. I think I saw a picture like with him and Xavier and Big E kind of celebrating after well they're uh, New Day so Hootios. Hootios. have you tried that cereal <laughs> is it a real is it really a yes. cereal is it like Fruit Loops I don't What have you had it Anna no no bootios for you Anna <laughs> Take you for a bootio girl. <laughs> All about the booty, bootios. Okay. Well, so I was gonna say, like, what, one of the things like I always find interesting in like a ladder match or a Money in the Bank match, especially, is like when you see them kind of like waiting for their their timing and they're like going for the. <laughs> oh, this is cute. It's furry Raymond. He's soft and cuddly. we need to name him. Oh, let's not name him Raymond. Homer. Oh, I don't know. But let's go back. We'll, okay. we'll make we'll my Pandora's box. Or know. in the comments, what should we name? Yeah, well, what should Bigfoot? we name the Sir Bigfoot here? Yes. Let's we just call him Sir. No, I'm sorry. Oh, but big, yeah, big like sir. when um <laughs> when they're reaching for like the the briefcase and you could see that they have to go especially slow or they really have to take their time yeah. getting the hook on. <laughs> the over the look of the shoulder, are they coming or coming? It's the only thing I didn't like about the uh, McIntyre things. When he looked over, he knew a chair was coming. He was like, wait, wait, wait. And then the chair came from, which I'm, uh, Jinder Mahal, I'm so glad to be back. But, let, but let's that not get away. Let's see, go yeah. back to, uh, I, I love Jinder. He's a good dude too. Um, but yeah, like, so like the men didn't do it as much, but they did, did it a couple of times. But like, but in in the in the young young ladies department there, they uh, there's a ladder. This the 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 briefcase is there, but they'll set another ladder. <laughs> you know, why yeah. you set two ladders? Like if you just went up the ladder, you'd win. So there was some struggles with me like that. But you know what? I'm not in the match. I can, I'm not. I can't knock what they're doing. I'm not going to climb a ladder. One of my biggest falls in, in wrestling was like uh, me not climb, doing ladder matches. If, if you remember right, when uh, it went with the uh, 
the Hardys from the New Brood, right? Mm-hmm. Is I, I have a fear of heights. I, I don't like heights. It's funny that we live on 21st floor because I always like look over the balcony kind of like this, but I love being out there, but I, I don't want to look down. But, you know, once you get, a, if you if you get in those ladders and you look up and you look down to the floor and the potential coming from the top of the ladder to the floor, like Jeff Hardy would do sometimes, is insane. But they were going into those ladder matches and, and, and I had made it really clear earlier in my day that I wasn't climbing those ladders, which pushed me to management. So, so instead of the free bird thing, being at three and mixing at any time, I kind of got like shuttled down and which, which was probably like one of my slow deaths is not. Uh, really competing, um, or uh, I, I would have if they told me I had to and stuff. I would have figured a way, but don't think it would have been even nearly as well or done as the women did, you know. So I'm not knocking them at all. I was just watching as a fan, um, and you know some things, and I thought the men stood out better. And it's not not a gender thing at all. It was just the better the use of ladders, the structure of the match, and how it was put together and stuff like that. Not that I could do any of that. I can't. And I'm not going to climb up the ladders. So don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I did like, like, I, I didn't expect Nikki Ash to win, but I like how she did win because it she was kind of surprising over, yeah. because everyone else was fighting and then she took the opportunity. So, like, I respected that what, moment. You know what I was kind of hoping? What? Okay. Okay. So, they buried... Uh, they buried Alexa Bliss under all the ladders. Like, let's just forget about Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. So I see Nikki come up, but Alexa still hadn't come. I was hoping secretly that they did some crazy production stuff. Went out there and put a bunch of cables on the ladders. And then the ladders just fly up over there. And everybody kind of looks at the ladders. And she just undertakers up from there. And then she, she mind powers them or whatever. Hypnosis them or glams them like a vampire. Like a vampire. Brings them, you know, and she goes up and they go down and they're just helpless while she just takes it. And she just stands up to go, ooh, the little head turn and that little evil look. Yes, yes. Yes, it is safe to say I like Alexa Bliss. Yes, now that I'm catching on the current product, uh, I don't think it's too much. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Okay, that, now I don't, I, I don't think it's too much because, I mean, I did some stuff similar in, in a, uh, on a Spain tour, I told you. I came out with a box and I would control guys literally. Feed me for the clothesline or suplexes and stuff. One of them was Corey Graves back then. He he would go along with it. That's probably why he gave me the 19 staples in my head with that chair. Because <laughs> he got tired of being mind controlled. But um, it, it, it's a tough one. But with TV and stuff, but they didn't do it over. There was one moment they did it. You insinuated like something was going to happen, like when she had the whole ring for herself and she kind of sat there and it things and but um, and you know I'm- so so but so that <clears throat> one moment happened, but but but. You lead to believe, like, what can you do? What are they going to do? What are they? So they kept you watching, so it kept you engaged. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's silly to a lot, but but at the same time, you stayed engaged to watch because you're like, well, what's going to happen? Is she going to be able to do that? So like, like me, fanboying it, watching as a fan, I was waiting for those ladders to go, like some kind of like you know Hollywood shit or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, things are obviously hey, different. You know? And yeah. I would even been even dope if she had a harness too. When she came up, she was like. Yeah, this is some Hollywood like eighties yeah, production stuff. Yeah, that's where we're going. Some stuff. Well, it's not so far fetched, you know. But um, but it's different with the live crowd now because before they could do pre tapes yeah. and then something like that was super easy. But uh, but in live, front of a live crowd, yeah, live crowd is different. But it, it, they, they all look super happy to be in t- uh, working in front of a live audience for like, real. It yeah. felt different yeah. as a watcher too. Yeah, so, you know. So, what was your favorite match? So I'm gonna say Rhea and Charlotte. I think. Oh yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah. And the crotch chop and the flip off to the fans uh, the, from Charlotte was that you think you think that was frustration or 
I don't think she's trying to cut. They were both borderline face heel. I don't even know really who I think it's two heels. Yeah. It's two, two heels, right? Two so heels. I, I'm not sure, yeah, which direction that was. But she clearly. Before, well, I had there was a, I don't know if that was a, a peacock edit or what when the screen went black. But definitely saw like a DX motion to like suck it. Uh, and then went black. And then when it came back from the black, there was definitely a middle finger in the air. So the, I don't know what happened in that finger. second in between that. I don't know if she gave the old never know. Kenny Power or something, like that, <laughs> you know, or something. Or uh, I, I don't know, but uh, uh, but she definitely get people's attention. And 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 as being as a, and I can tell you this, it, it, it it's really hard to uh, be in the ring and giving one hundred ten percent. You know, and the fans chanting like Becky, Becky. we want Becky or whatever they were chanting. It was something of that nature. And um, but I think it's on purpose. Like I feel like they did it on purpose. Well, you know, they want to be part was... of the show. They want to feel that they could control that. So then when she acknowledged this, that it just gave them more, empowered them more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do know it's tough though when you're in the wrestling. For me, it was. Uh, there's been times like. Uh, all right, for example, uh, I think it was in Orlando. I don't know. I remember this because I think he gave me a black eye and some stitches. I was, I was wrestling Matt Hardy. But it was Lita who was managing him. But you're in there wrestling really hard. And I, I remember that particular night. We were really just, we were just dropping bombs on each other. It might as well have been hockey. You know, we were just going, you know, boom, boom, boom. There was no, there was no, um, and we were laying some lumber on each other. We we're, were putting it on each other. And, and no matter how hard we worked, they were, they were Lita, Lita, Lita. Nothing against Lita. I love Lita. She's a lovely individual, like a great person. Deerfield Beach girl. Woo! South Florida, baby. And then, uh, uh, but it, it could be a little discouraging, you know. It can sting a little bit when you're in there ego-wise or whatever. Or just that you know that you're pouring your heart out. But, but they do that. But you motor on. And they motored on and then had them at the end. They, they got the people at the end. They were right where they all needed to be. All the fans where they needed to be. I was where I needed to be. And I was sitting with Anna watching it. And uh, I'm going to say I pop, but I went, oh, I like that. I liked that there was just a moment of like sheer meanness that, that she sees the moment and one with that moment where, where she came out and, and uh, she smashed her head into the, the pole, the, the whatever that, the LED boards or whatever yeah. on the pole. Ow. It was that boom, she dropped back, the leg dro- dropped into the, the stairs, between the stairs and the pole, the frame of the ring, and a couple of vicious kicks and went in there and finished it. I, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. And then they had a rematch in Raw. And then... Um, then then ASH came out there, um, darling Nikki, and uh, she took me to her castle, and I couldn't believe. Never mind. Prince, I love rest that in song. Peace. <laughs> Nikki, yeah, Nikki, why not cry? I'm not saying she did, but we're singing darling Nikki. All right, whatever. Enough. I can't sing, but that, that's I your department, that not my department. You're the singer. <laughs> right, I, yeah, you're you're all that. You're all the entertainer. I'm just just a dude over here. Um, but um, sure. But yeah, she came out and cashed in on, on Raw on the rematch, which the rematch was going well. Uh, I thought it was, you know, it's hard to come off a pay per view match and go to Raw and then come up with something more new and creative. But I thought they did well with that. But then she cashed in on it. Now, so ASH. W- where do you see it going? Like, do you see her feuding with Rhea? Do you see it, Charlotte? Does Becky come back? Do they build that up for SummerSlam? Like, <laughs> I, Nikki know. And Becky? I, I, I didn't see that coming in the thing. Even though I said with their booking and how they write things, I set it down. And they'll probably put the Nikki the thing over um, Hurricane um, Nikki or uh, Nikki over. That, the, the, the Nikki, superhero, almost superhero, which mm-hmm. is, it's clever. I think it's clever because it, it makes her an underdog. It, it is a clever thing. And then 
But but where did they go with Otis after he won Money in the Bank? Nowhere. So kind of similar kind of thing. Yeah. Fans like it's a it's a funny, uh, lighthearted type of character. It's fun. But where did it go? Right. But wherever it went, it'll probably be the same place this goes. <laughs> Time shall like, tell. I mean, we're building yeah. to Summer. That's the next pay per view, right? Yeah, SummerSlam. So, I mean, so who, who wow. who's it with? Charlotte. I think Becky comes back. She has to. All right, so okay. But I don't know um, if it's. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not educated enough uh, on the the product. I mean, I just watched what I watched, and I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be a short lived drawn if it even makes it to SummerSlam. They, I um, thinking that probably be lost in the next lost in raw the or two here, and then uh, move and then move on. So some other bigger angle could be Becky. You know, something of that nature, or even a three way. Or something, not Becky, Charlotte. And Fatal 4, too. You never oh, know. Oh, maybe Fatal 4. Yeah. yeah. Lots of options. Did you guys watch the pre-show with um, the yes. Mysterios and now yes. with the Usos, Tag Team Champions, once again? Yes. And, and, and um, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't know what happened, like, legal-wise with, uh, with Usos, because, you know, I'm friends with the family and everything, and I'm not going to call them and ask them about anything like that or anything, but... You know, uh, I was surprised that they pushed forward with stuff. A lot of times they cut ties with people and, and you know, just from an accusation. Because in this country, you used to be innocent until proven guilty. Now it's good. But, but, but yeah, I'm sorry. It looked, it looked guilty. But I, I don't know. I love those kids. I've known them since they were 17. So, uh, you know, I'm always going to pull for them deep down inside because they're my friends. You know, not that I agree we're drinking or driving or whatever excuse that whatever it was you know i don't agree with that kind of stuff but i pulled for him so i was glad to see that he was still there and then but it could be because they didn't want to rewrite, rewrite the finished <laughs> yeah, although happen. i didn't think i didn't like that how they i think it could have been done better like i know i like the, the tag match and, and they, they beat them and that was cool the pre-show we're talking about. i don't want to steer away from that but that pre-show if you didn't watch the pre-show but i guess you realize that they, they've they've I've already had a couple of matches with Dominic and Ray, right? So mm-hmm. the Usos. Um, but I think they could have came out more creatively than they marched down and just pull them off one. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think you could have put a little more thought in, in how they came in and stopped it, built a little bit more drama because, you know. Um, but uh, that match, though, was was a tremendous match. Anything you know, with Ray is a tremendous match. I'm sorry. I think he's... One of the greatest of all time. Well, um, oh, you talking about Ray? I was talking about. I went back to the other. I went back to the, the Edge and Roman. So. Okay, so <laughs> I know you like Ray. And I Ray, do. Yeah, I do. I, 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 first time I ever wrestled Ray Mysterio was uh, WCW. Uh, I knew of Ray, but I didn't really know anything of Lucha or anything like that. So there was a match where I wrestled. With uh, I think they call me Dave Heath. My name is David, but they call me Dave Heath. And uh, I wrestled Ray, but I hadn't talked to him before before the thing. So it was at Universal Studios, and he had just come in. He's been there, but I know anything. And like he was out playing football or something. They were like, "Hey, hey, Ray, Ray you're up next or something." And, like we ran out there and called everything in the ring. And, and he is so light and so agile that I literally, which is a DQ in WCW or in W, I threw him over the top rope. Like I went up to like drop his neck a thing. You'll see where his. He's so light, you'll see where his like uh, quad or, or his thigh, his thigh hits, and he flips over to the floor and stuff. But um, no, he, he's and he, he never mad at me, and we've gone on to be like friends and stuff. So no, that was a great, that was a good tag match. No, I like the the finish where he, he took the, the brother who so uh, he took the six one nine for his brother, he sacrificed it, and then went to a false. He came in a false, but then he was there to come back and then steal the win with the feet you know mm-hmm. uh, on the schoolboy the feet and the thing so no it was good i thought it was it a great was. match that was a great match but like like you were saying so obviously that pre-show match you know went into the main event and then we had you know roman reigns 
retaining. And then the big pop of the night, John Cena returns. Right. Which, like, I, I think you mentioned to me earlier when you first came in this morning that you thought I took a lot of steam off that match. I, I did. Um, I did. Uh, we talked a few episodes back, and, and, and I didn't think Cena with his movie schedule or anything would be even open for a, a month run or something. But I guess it wouldn't technically be a month run. It's thing here or there. But insurance-wise, when you're on movies and stuff in between things, how you can get cleared to, to wrestle. But So I... Made the way he made it look, it would be Cena and Roman Reigns, SummerSlam. That's what you'd have to believe. You'd believe it was Lashley and Goldberg. Goldberg came back. So uh, mm. uh, you're frowning on that. I could tell that I'm you're not, not frowning. Happy with I'm that. just like <laughs> over it. You know, I mean, I guess he's an. Is he from this area too? I know Goldberg. Uh, down I don't here, right? know. He played for the Falcons. I'm not sure what area he's originally from or where he lives. He's now. In my, I think. I don't is know. he down here now? I mean, well, I, I was know. when I first started, well, when I didn't first, earlier in my career, uh, when he came on the scene, I was I was still up there uh, doing a lot of things and all that. And then, so I watched him come up, and uh, he wasn't really friendly as person to uh, uh, the new guys or, or guys he didn't know. They weren't in that like uh, the, the the elite or the, the high performance level, right? But I've later in life I've hung out with him and had great conversations, and he's treated me like super super great, and not because mm-hmm. of who I am. He treated. Joey, my buddy, just completely saying, had Joey come in. Joey sat in his, like, uh, I don't type of, I want to call it a penthouse, a suite, really nice suite. Took Joey in, and, and he sat there, and he, he talked to Joey. So over the years, like, I, I'd say he's that one thing, but he he, he became, he's become a, a really nice human being. Okay. Oh, like, at least from my experiences. And, yeah. And, and, and I've seen him change, yeah. Because I didn't always have that opinion at first, because it's like, oh, this guy didn't even say hello, you know? But we can all get caught up in some kind of crap later. But in his later years, and he's already, you know, he had the, the what Goldberg with the show with the cars or trucks or what is it, the car shows. He's had a few things. Going. I don't know. He had all kinds of shows, and and he still he was just just came back and did another comeback from something. And he treated everybody all the way down the pole, the people that, that like just started lacing the boots up, like super super nice well, and invited. That's what's most important. Like at the end of the day, that's what's most important. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like I'm I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan, but. His entrance, you know, I'm an entrance person, and I always loved his entrance. I'll put you on the spot. Gilbert Go or Goldberg? Oh, gosh. Well, it, it's so funny because, like, <laughs> Mick Foley always does a, a joke about, you know, at least Gilbert had a sparkler, you know. It's Mick Foley just had to yeah. kind of walk on down. I mean, like, Gilbert, Gilbert, I guess. I don't know, like, the comedy of it. I don't know. Who was it? Was it Luna <laughs> Gilbert work, or was it China? I, I think it might have been Luna where he, he just did the speeder and he dropped it. <laughs> She's standing there, like. That I also watched. I think it might have been Luna because at the time she was doing a lot of like the intergender stuff where she beat Babu up, who is Pablo Marquez. Oh, uh, okay. Pablo. She, yeah. She beat the heck out of poor Babu, Babu, <laughs> So she was doing a lot of things. So I think it might have been Luna that he he worked with. But, but poor, I felt bad anybody that worked her. She's a beast. She just beat the heck out of guys. And we talked. I know somebody commented on YouTube things about the Screech thing and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I they did. They said, don't see hate that. the college years. Don't hate something. the college <laughs> okay. years. I think I was directed to you. You I hate feel- I felt years. personally attacked. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. We and can I, all have our opinions. And I, and I do, for everybody out there, I do read all the YouTube ones. I see them because they're coming through my email. So I glance at them and I raise them and then I, then I kind of forget. But, but I do read them and I do smile. So thank you for all the comments and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of our questions too that end up in here. Um, so Raymond goes through that and puts them in there. Somebody does. The Pandora's box doesn't just magically surprise. Are you sure? I feel like it does. Let's... Oh. Let, let's go with that. It magically. What do you appears- think, there, Bigfoot? <laughs> Sir, 
Sir, Big Sir. <laughs> we'll Big stick sir. with Sir. We got Big E, we'll call him Big Sir. Big B. Big Big B. Big B. Aww, <laughs> um, All right. So I know uh, we were, okay, obviously Cena coming back, probably to promote, you know, his movies. You yeah. had mentioned also uh, you're doing some events in Boston, so yeah. you were hoping oh, to run right. into his, his father. I think Johnny Fabulous. Like some Johnny Fabulous. Uh, you know, it's funny. is when Cena came in, I was watching this this morning, so it's fresh on my mind. Like, just literally watched it an hour ago before he came into studios. And um, it comes out, and that's John Cena to me, besides, like, being extra really white and notice his legs are, <laughs> like, extra white. So I'm still that 80s wrestler, like, Tan fat's better than white fat. There is no fat on Cena, though. Don't, I'm not saying that, but I'm just, I'm all about that Hogan's, like, 80s tan, brother. Like, you that know, is like, tan. Yeah. His tan so, is tan, yeah. So, like, you know, always being on the 6P is proper planning, piss poor performance. Being tan is one of your proper plannings because you're always going to be ready when they give you the call. And and nobody ever noticed when we're speaking of tans. And see, this is the ADD kicking in on I me. Mean, and I don't know if we've covered this or talked about this before, but, like, I was one of the tannest guys in the attitude area. Yeah, yeah. I wrestled as a vampire. And nobody <laughs> ever questioned, like, why are you so tan? And I always had it. I was always ready. And I, I still use it today if anybody ever says something. I say, I'm a tan pirate dog. How, are, are <laughs> you, like, because I always see you out on the beach. So you're all natural tan, or do you like to? Every once in a while, when I know uh, that I have, like, it's a TV thing or something, and, 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 you know, it's rainy season in South Florida. It's rainy season in South Florida. So it could, it could rain for two weeks straight. It, I, the rain and the sunshine doesn't always meet your schedule. Like when we were in the studio, some of the times when it's sunny here and it's raining when we get out because it's the afternoon thunderstorm. So I will occasionally uh, uh, do a stand up here and there just to maintain. Because a lot of times I get really darker here in a hole, but then when it's getting pale, like in the armpit area, I'll be like oh. really, really white. So. Uh, I don't win too many matches, but when I do, and you got your arm up, it's like, <laughs> like, like you don't want to have like a white armpit. Yeah, I'm getting some it. gnarly hairs there. It's like a spider's nest. Who's hairier, my armpit or Bigfoot? It's a very <laughs> close call. What do you think, Anna? Who's hairier? Where one Ooh, stops, one begins. <laughs> Nobody can hear the head nod, but we got you. <laughs> I think it was more of like an eye roll, but that's all right. See, I rolled me. See, I got my shades on. See, it's the downside. Or it's the blessing of shades. I don't notice all the eye rolls all the time. Well, How I, many eye rolls have you given me? Zero. Okay. How about um, you, big sir? <laughs> I think one of the comments that I did see, and I'm, I don't know if it's going to be in Pandora's box, so I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but uh, I think after SummerSlam, the next big pay-per-view after that, I would say is the Rumble, right? Would we say SummerSlam? AEW has what in between, or what's AEW is there? Well, I ran doesn't watch. He's over there, just works. He just does editing all the time, so I ain't got time to watch this stuff. Well, I, I saw somebody <laughs> comment that they'd like to see you enter the Royal Rumble. Now, uh, if, if that was an opportunity like presented to you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I hear a lot of com- I, I see a lot of comments like that, or people tell me they would love that. Um, no, of course it'd be awesome. I mean, uh, I still wrestle every weekend, right? So uh, you know. Th- WWE Royal Rumble, that's star power. You go back, you're, you're like, you're, you're good for a year of indie booking still. Even though I'm blessed, I'm, I'm solid on that. And I like to thank everybody and the promoters for that and all the fans. So if it wasn't for you, I couldn't do that. But um, but also thank you for want, like a lot of people saying they would like to see me in that. It would be fun. I think it would be awesome. Um, great to go back. It's always good to see, you know, people like Adam Edge and stuff like that. And, and um Meet the younger talent that you don't quite know. I mean, I know a lot of them. I've been blessed to, to work a lot of them before they were picked up and went through the farm system of NXT, you know, the 
got uh, McIntyre and Sheamus and a lot of those guys. Wait, a lot of the, the English lads because I did all those tours and different people um, yeah, coming up. And then like Adam Cole, if he ever comes up the roster, I've wrestled Kieran Cross a lot. So he debuted on uh, Raw. He sure he did. did. And Jeff Hardy beat him. I was like, whoa. It's like, how are they going to do this? And then Jeff got him there and it was kind of a feet on the ropes. And Jeff kind of. Do what you had to do, kind of win, because Jeff's not a heel or anything like that. So it was kind of yeah. do what you got to do to get a win on the, the, the TikTok times running out. Big guy, Karen Cross, who's a monster. He's a beast. And he is, but I miss Scarlett. Like, I feel like the two of them together were such they, like they, a, they, they split him, no? She wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, like, the entrance. I heard was, something like they were going to try to do that, but I didn't know. Yeah. The, I think they're, I think she's training. I mean, right. We'll that will definitely can use more women um especially the ones with talent so we'll see what happens there but um yeah but it was cool to see him debut so like to 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 work these guys throughout different things with like uh cross i did a lot of the west coast stuff uh vegas uh portland and different things and stuff like that so it, it's always super super cool when um you get to see guys uh they get in the NXT, they work their way up, and then they get utilized the way that you believe that they're they're talented enough to be. Like when you were working, I'm thinking, oh man, this guy's got it. You know, he could he could do it. And there's a lot of times that he doubted himself, and through the conversations um, that I've had with him, like trying to make the right decisions, like you know, um, TNA, there was different things, which way to go. But um, he held he held his course, he stayed the course, and uh, and I'm happy for him. So it's cool like that to see yeah. that. I forget what our question was, Jeff Hardy. Well, I, I think like, we kind of started with, like, the Rumble thing. Uh, Rumble, yeah, come back. So it's cool to see people. And it is also good to go back and see people where they are from where they've come from that you know. You, you knew them before. Like, and you go there and you see where they are now and how they carry themselves. And mm-hmm. the most of them, most of them always are super respectful. I just, like... Can you imagine? Well, of course you can imagine, but like us as like the crowd hearing your music hit, at, like that would be, I yeah. feel like the biggest pop. It's also like it wouldn't even. It's also the biggest fear, your biggest fear. Right? It, what if they don't react? What oh. if it kicks off and just is quiet? Huh? <laughs> There's no education, you're coming back, you're surprised. So every time, even every indie show I do, and they go, oh, which music do you want? Sometimes I'll tell them to play the Danny O version. Most of the time I'll say Danny O because jump, what was you thinking? It's the brood music, but it's also got jump, what was you thinking? Stepping into the realm with the deadly, sinister vampire warrior. Bust that bust. But that song will always get them, even if they don't know the other one. That 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 kind of gets them going, and you come out and feed off that energy. You can cover if they don't know you. But when they go, oh, we're just playing the uh, brood stuff, right? Uh, the gang girl, the thing. Okay. So now you're like, you hear it, you know, the the backward masking and all. You're like, so as that's dropping, your heart's dropping, it, the butterflies going, going. Oh God, please, do they remember? Like you know, because like they don't. You're, that, that's that could be deflating, that, deflating to you. You're like, pff, forget the flake gate, <laughs> like you know, Brady. Like yeah, your your souls are singing, and then but then they're like, oh, and then I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, one more night. I got one more night to do what I love, and they still they're still with me. Thank you. Of course, <laughs> you know? they're still with you. Oh my god! So of to go on a big grand stage, so to go from four hundred people to forty thousand people, or a live attendance, or whatever it may be, or more, and and not the ones watching at home, there's probably the same reactions as the one at home and the ones there. You know, so it's not that you're like oh, it's your biggest fear is just standing between a curtain, like wait and wait and wait and wait. But then when they, when they do go, it's a rush too. It's a tremendous, tremendous rush. Do, do you, I know that you mentioned like. You're making you, me sweat, big dude. You're <laughs> like you're still like coddling him like a baby. Like, like, These are babies. <laughs> do you still like get nervous as far as like 
besides like the butterflies like oh are they gonna pop for you like do you get nervous like before every match is the same as my first match uh like the nerves are different uh like say wwf um there's a lot of stress nerves too the natural nerves are there that butterfly stuff but there was also like oh if i mess up i'm gonna get fired or like you know, there was more higher in stress, but no, it's I still get the same day one nerves, first match, or every match, I still get them. And, you know, I was told if you don't have them, you should just quit because, you know, it, it, you're done, you know? I, <laughs> so. I always think, like, nervousness is one degree from, like, excitement. Like, you're right there. And I always think also Adele, who's, you know, one of the greatest music stars in the world. Great voice. Gets yeah. so nervous before, like, all of her perform. Like, she's, you know... It, it's kind of it's like the human thing, you know. If you her on a bad day, can out sing most people on a good oh, day. Oh, she's so, sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tremendous singer, tremendous vocalist. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the same. I'm I'm just as nervous. Like I'm sitting there, like you know, I'm I'm a lot cooler, calmer in the locker room because I'm older, and I'll sit back in my corner. I'm just really observing the locker room and watching everybody. I, I still I still uh, observe the things, same things they told me. I, I I keep my mouth shut, eyes and ears open. Um, not that I uh, maybe consider have more experience than most people. Uh, if I see somebody's open to advice and stuff, or they come to me, I'll give it. But I sit back and watch and everything, and then but and then then uh, so I'm quiet and I'm calm. But when I was younger, I'd already be pacing like an hour before the match stretching. But but now I, twenty minutes out, I'm doing the same thing. So it went from an hour down to twenty. But then the nerves kick in at twenty, and then it's it's the same. Oh, it's yeah. the same. And and um, I think that's what keeps me going. Like you know, because some of the weekends can get tough. It was like this weekend. Uh, I'm always glad when a plane is early, but I've never had a plane be completely an hour early. So, and then, then the people picking me up be an hour and a half late or more. So, and then um, in the Philly airport and the baggage claim, they um, they took the seats out for COVID, never put I them back. I saw that. So it was like, so you spent almost three hours just sitting there, like staring at um, the ceiling. Yeah, well, finally asked the lady, um, uh, "Is it okay to sit on the, the carousel thing?" She goes, "Yeah, there's no bags coming through." So I went over there. <laughs> she told me they never put the seats back from COVID. So yeah, I sat over there for a while time. and started watching YouTube. I think I watched. Uh, I watched Mean Gene Oakland interviews where he, where they go, and it was cool. It popped up. I don't know, it just randomly popped up. And uh, Mean Gene Oakland, when he goes to New York looking for Adrian Adonis's house, mm-hmm. you know, like where his apartment or something, he goes to all these wrong addresses. I don't know Adrian, like some Spanish lady cussing him out or something. Get out of here, get out of here, you know. And then he finally find him, and then they go, oh, we're going to eat out to a fine cuisine, and they go to a hot dog cart and get like a Nathan's hot dog or some bread or something like that. And then they go, so then... They go, and then Dick Murdoch gets lost in a taxi trying to show up there, and he like doesn't have any money to pay the taxi. Great stuff back in the, those days, for and then, sure. And then they flipped it where they went to look for Dick Murdoch in Texas, and they're driving all these different ranches and stuff. And we we like don't have that anymore, do we? No, we but that was fun. I was quite entertained. I was like, oh, I'm glad I sat this three hours. Not really, but but I was glad I ran across that jewel. So it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I I know we we briefly talked about carrying cross, but. Do you think, like, Adam Cole, it will be, like, one of the next call-ups? Do you think we're going to get Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa? Like, do you see... Well, I, I know you'd like Ciampa, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm partial Adam Cole. I like Adam Cole. I mean, there's other ones that put more time in down there, though. They've, they've put more time in to come up. But, unfortunately, I think... You're gonna see bigger guys come up like that. that seems to what they're leading, right? Look how quick Cross went through. But he's, he's a monster. He's a beast. But those guys put in more time than him. They're earning their stripes in NXT, but but uh, maybe in 
Vince's eyes and stuff there. Karen Cross is more marketable because of the size, and he can jump into that roster, and mix it up. Where you got to be in certain programs with the smaller size to come in now. Because like, um, I mean, as you watched Money in the Bank, I mean, of course Ray Mysterio, like he came in out of Money in the Bank. He was on the pre-show, but uh, who's a small? Like they were all pretty big fellas. Like mm-hmm. it's a pretty uh, bigger car to people, like size wise. Oh, definitely. Like so of the men and. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if we're seeing uh, that swing back because we talked about before. They let go of a lot of the uh, smaller talent that what they weren't too invested in yet. You know, cruiserweights, I guess maybe. Yeah. And then, they, and then you heard the rumors they're looking for the bigger guys. So, uh, you know, I, I I feel bad. I feel bad for everybody, but I also felt bad for the big guys when they were getting overlooked. You know, because oh wow, we got two big guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they were going the other route. So I feel bad for everybody because I think everybody should be able to experience and do what they love even even if they can only get to the main stage once yeah once just just say they did it and to have that feeling now i don't know if that's a curse or a blessing once you get it because then you want more you know or or you sit back going oh i never the shoulda coulda wouldas or what if you know those can destroy you too so wrestling uh anybody that's listening out there it's 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 a vicious industry and um and i'll tell you i um Pro wrestling doesn't owe me anything. I owe it everything. It saved my life. So no matter what level I'm doing it on, and I was blessed and grateful to make it to the, the big show, the big stage, you know. And I had had my uh, 15 minutes of fame, and I'm still riding that 15 minutes, 20 something years later. It's a little more than 15 because then. I had a well, I had a great entrance. Uh, mine was all timing, um, just the right places, the right times, the right, the right stuff happening in culture in the world or people you know blade movie coming out vampires taking just a real they've always been popular in my book they've always vampires have always rocked they're they're always they always have all the way back but but it became more people were more accepted to it of being a cooler culture than just just a monster you know vampires were cool so you know interview with a vampire all the different things that came up queen of the dam they came over that great one queen of the dam is my favorite out of all those so, <laughs> so <laughs> underrated yeah i love yeah, it Leah. rest in peace oh, what a, a angel. what a loss yeah, yeah. But, but yeah so uh yeah so i i don't know i'm trying to picture what bigger guys are there in nxt now what, do what? other ones deserve to come up i do i believe they d- d- deserve but who they come up more? They're gonna get. We have death there. Uh, who's, who's your favorite, Anna? Oh, uh, Sami Zayn. She loves Sami Zayn. Right. Oh, is he back? Is he back at NXT? <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like I thought I saw a clip of him when it was. I know Finn Balor was uh, like back at NXT. Finn's back. Right? Yeah, Finn's back. So. Well, someone that recently debuted. She didn't go through NXT, but Eva Marie. And now her partner Dodrop, which I'm like Dodrop. Dodrop. Do, do it's it? like a. a I think it's a code for like I like like the girl likes women or something like. Um, okay. I think I could be wrong. Interesting. I I liked her as. The term is that a term, Raymond? You know, again, can't Google it. No, you're too slow Google. Dude, drop. <laughs> like I think it might be for like uh, a girl likes women. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure because Fine. I am not cool nor am I hip anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm not hip to the hop that's going on in this world and the lingo. I mean, I just learned about lit doing this podcast because Raymond would be oh, that's yeah, lit. lit. That's lit. lit. What is do drop? Yeah, you're correct. I was correct. So it's about it's a uh, it's a term for uh, girl likes girls. Uh, cool. A gay girl. Okay. I guess. I guess. I I'm know. into so, it. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, it's the, the lingo, the terms. I, I don't know, but it's kind of edgy for a PG. Uh, 
show to to put a lingo in like that, you know. But well, did did you catch the interaction between them and Alexa Bliss last night on oh, Raw? No, I mean, I only oh. I came in after I, I trained Anna, class last night, so I missed the first part of Raw. I came in at uh, the rematch, right? We came in at the rematch with Charlotte Flair and stuff. So yeah, it was. Uh, I'm so sorry. Like I think Eva is gorgeous. I think she looks like a star, but I oh, don't get. Oh, it. they were sitting there and then they came and in the came in and uh, interrupted an interview or something. But like, but I, I like the less. I just played it off like hmm, like they tripped or something. Like made her but, yeah, trip. The, like Lily, like sublimely did she do it? The doll and the doll. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of dolls and rocking chairs, so they're covering all all my categories. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just you know I Judy. Remember it. Judy. Yeah, of course. At our show, right? What I wanted to do is I wanted to do the whole like Bray Wyatt entrance work. Mm-hmm. I wanted Eliza to go out and she comes out, there's a rocking chair and she's in the chair with her hair down rocking. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> so like, yeah, so I'm totally freaked out by like dolls and chairs and sitting in the corners and stuff. No, no, these, no, 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 these guys go. aren't dolls. Okay. He's, he's, a, he's a human being. Yeah, before. He's, he's a creature of God. <laughs> he's a breathing. He's a real thing. Um, Are we uh, ready for Pandora? I'm snuggling my Bigfoot over here. So what's up? Pandora's box. I believe we're getting the... He's already given the golden lasso to go. All right, whatever there, Superman. We good? (laughs) Wonder Woman or whoever does the lasso. Who's the last? Oh, Wonder Woman. That's the one I fell asleep in, that last one. And I know, hey, I'll tell you, you got him? All right. All right, Raymond, he's going to do like, all right, guys, you'll never see me come off the top rope, but... My slam body, he's going to do like a flying press over there. Watch, he's probably going to hit Anna. He he has no coordination. Oh, good catch. Sure you won the lucha dude at one time, Raymond? Good catch there. Good pace. All right. (laughs) Are you ready for some of these questions? All right, let me get a breath. I think my shirt's choking up on my goozle. All right. (laughs) Goozle? Okay. This is from, okay, 10. Oh, yeah, 10. Hey, thanks, man. You're always... On the, uh, everything. Thank you for all the compliments, Ten. Well, Ten would like to know, I would love for you to talk about the bloodbath matches and whose idea was it from Ten? The bloodbath match? Mm-hmm. I think that would have been, I, I was probably like, bro, like Vince Russo. <laughs> like, bro. Like, um, you want to talk about it. Well, that's one of those moments where you, you question a lot of things because like, all right, so it was the brood, the the Gangrel didn't come up with the bloodbaths. It was the Brood that did the bloodbaths, right? So, but then they the first ever bloodbath match is me and Edge, Edge and myself, right? So then, uh, and then that Christian was in an angle where he was like, was he with me or was he with, with his brother and blah 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 blah. So, I think Vince Russo came up with the bloodbath match. Oh. Um, there was only one, I think, and in that particular match, I think I got uh, I caught it in, at the towards the end of the match. Brung a chair up at edge, but when he hit the chair, the the back side of the chair caught my eye here. Like I had to go to the emergency room because it got got cut in the eyelid right in the where it connects right there. So it kept splitting across the face like this. So I was holding my eye in and that, and they had to get a plastic surgeon in. Like you know, on that part, it's one of the kind of shittier things at WWE. Like they didn't really seem to care. I went to the emergency room on my own. Like, you know, oh. so you knew you kind of at the end of your stuff. Then like you know what's going on. You know like. Went high priority, your eyeballs about to hang out. They're like, yeah, I won't, huh? So I just went to the emergency room on my own. Usually, you know, they would get something to carry, but for some reason that didn't happen that night. For whatever reason, but I ended up with, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't know, uh, 32 or more stitches in my eye. They had to get a plastic surgeon in. Um, to Did hold it, it affect in your vision then, at all? Or? No, I, well, I don't know. Peripheral. Anna, wait How many fingers? Uh, four. 
No? That's uh, a win. Ah, three. <laughs> you looked <laughs> so, right at it. <laughs> I was looking over there. I was looking at it. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I didn't cheat. I looked. I didn't. Okay. Uh, sure. Easy, easy. I'm getting high. Easy, easy. All right. So, uh, boom. I got hit with the chair. So, it was out. So, there's a lot of blood already. And then the, the lights go out or something. And then, ultimately, Christian dumped the blood on me and left with edge. So, so it's not that I came up with a bloodbath match, but I was the vampire of the group of somewhat possible vampires. They might possibly have been ghouls, like half vampires, right? Because you never had the fangs, right? So they were like ghouls. Um, so is it kind of like, man, was that like, you know, was that the calling card at the end, you know, and then, then take yourself to the hospital, go get yourself fixed up? Uh, so I, I don't know. That always sits kind of funny with me. I'm not upset about it or anything. It's just one of those moments where you do a lot of thinking like what's going on here you know is this the was this the beginning of the end which it was sort of but then it wasn't because i had a lot of chances to come back then i broke my neck you know so mm-hmm. and then i was out for a year and then and when i got the clearance a week later they let me go unfortunately but uh yeah not a bloodbath match so that's about i don't know if i covered everything he asked in it but the sun's that, that was it you know, who yeah. came up with it and all right Tim, thank you man for all I, I see all your compliment you're on there all the time and thank you dude it's 1-0. I don't know if it's 10 or is it 1-0. Is it 10 or 1-0? 1-0. Raymond, like, 10. phonetically wrote it out as 10. So 10. Well, it I, looks like 10 when I read it, too, but it's a big one and a big... Uh, I don't know. Okay. Don't it's know. 10. 10 or 1... Zero. zero. Not 0. Yes. Zero, huh? You know who you are. Yeah, you know. You know who you are. <laughs> All right. This <laughs> one is watching. from... Ah, no. At 301 X Y. Wait. 301 I don't want to mispronounce that. J-Y-E-S-H. J? Thank you. Um, So uh, they want to know, how are the fans in Japan different from the fans in the U.S.? That's a cool question. Yeah. uh, Well, I I don't know how they are now. I've seen some stuff that, like... So Japan, when I was going, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, it sounded like a Johnny Cash song. We were singing about cars and a Cadillac when he builds a Cadillac, you know? Like... uh, 61, 67. But um, through 98, up through 98, the years I was going from like 89 to 98, uh, uh, well, uh, just nine years or whatever, uh, they're very respectful. Um, they like the tougher style, a harder style hitting or wrestling, you know, like the, the, the suplexes and different things. They, they sat back and appreciate everything. They were very respectful, clean. Um, they're very giving fans. Like uh, the first trip I went over, I carried very minimal bags, packed them to the, packed my bags to the fullest. So by the second trip and the third and fourth trip, I always carried an extra bag because of the gifts. Mm. They, and you and you would if you didn't take them, you're being disrespect. You 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 would hurt their feelings. So they if they seen you wearing like say I uh, had a, say if this was an Iron Maiden shirt and I came over to the tour or they saw pictures in a magazine of me wearing it. When I come there, there'd be like Iron Maiden shirts for you. Um, CDs made from them, like a best of Iron Maidens or something, or their favorite Iron Maiden songs. So they were very, very, uh, very uh, friendly. And they, they paid attention to everything, very smart to whatever's going on in your culture, your world, as you're coming over there. And they would pay tribute to you and show you, like, in a way, it was a respectful thing and um, honoring you by giving you gifts and stuff. So, uh, and then I love Japan. Out of all the places I wrestled, Japan by far. I miss the most and, and, and really loved. You, you wrestle really, as long as you poured 100% out there, it didn't matter if you're 
bad. Like, 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 when I say bad, if you weren't the greatest of wrestlers, but they know that you work so hard and everything, they appreciated the hard work. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, they're tremendous fans. Now, uh, as I see stuff over the years, it seems like like anything in life, they got a little bit of Western civilization in them. Uh, you know, we're more WWF, WWE uh, influence, and the more gimmick driven and stuff like that. Well, they're always giving like like the big Van Vaders, and they always like that. But I mean, like um, just the chance and different things came on later. But they're still a very traditional type of fan where they watch and applaud. You could wrestle, 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 and then you know do one running series of a spot, and they'd be like, "Ooh!" You know, and then they'd clap it and award you a, a clap for for uh, doing a good series of moves or something like that. So they're very, very respectful fans, and um, where the fans here. It just varies on the city you're in, you know. Like, like I love Philadelphia. The fan street would be great in Philadelphia. I love wrestling in Philly, but I've seen people get eaten alive in Philly. Seattle is another place that the fans will tear you apart in Seattle. Seattle's a tough one. Um, there's a few places that they're tough, but Seattle stands out as being the rough one. Philly, well, they, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus, you know. Like, you remember that Philadelphia Eagles fan? Oh, so man. I love the Philly fans, though. So love them. Love them. Love them. Now, is, like, would you like to wrestle again in Japan? Like, yes. Obviously... Oh, yeah. Before WWE or anywhere else, I would love to wrestle back in Japan. All right. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, I did the ENC show, and they said, oh, we're going to put a, get you get you booked in Japan, like, from our podcast. Well, I'm still waiting, guys. Uh, waiting <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting. It's been, like, two years, right? That was two WrestleManias ago. Whenever WrestleMania was in Texas. <laughs> like, uh, yep, so it's been a minute, sure. yeah. yeah. I was the Yeti on there. I was the Bigfoot. Oh, I mean, you guys don't remember that. And New Day was involved, too, because they were going back and forth for New Day. Yes. This is a good question. Okay. I'm going to start sneaking in there, reading these questions before we do them. This one? I was here early enough that I could have went in there and read you, them, you know. Well, Raymond was, like, so secretive. He, like, went into another room to, is like, write these down. That he probably figured I was reading them before. <laughs> I was pulling ones out I didn't want to read. So right, secretive. <laughs> this one is from none other than Anna Diaz. <laughs> okay. What is the one thing you want to be remembered for, not just as a wrestler, but as a person? Just a good human being, period. You know, that that um that I was just what you seen is what you got with me. That I wasn't anything smoking mirrors or anything fake, any like false prophet or anything like that. That 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 I was just straight up and and I try to do the best I can to be a great human being and that's what you remember me for. Not not gang growl or um the black heart or anything entertainment wise. It's just uh just, just I wanna do my best and I really Mina, and to and just that you just know me for who I am, David Heat. Sometimes you know, and you can get in, in a lot of world you get mixed up, and you know it can be frustrating when you're like, "Yo, girl, you know, like you're my best, but you know, like." But when I leave those people, I think they know who I am because ultimately, Gangrel is is me. Deep down, if you get to know me, you come in and maybe Gangrel that drew you to me. But then when I have a conversation, I'll try to always speak to all the fans, no matter what. And there's some days that I don't want to talk to people, but I'll always. We'll talk, and I want them to know who I am. So I, I, I talk straight up. I talk like we're talking here, this and that. And if you and um and then I, and I see comments where people go, oh, and it makes me feel really good. I it's flattering. I don't do it for the flattering, but I do feel good when they actually when I realize they see me as who who I am, not this um myth, mythical uh, 
wrestler vampire character where they're like oh he's a good dude you know he's from the streets or whatever and i'm not trying to be a good dude but i am trying to be but that means to just see me for who who i really am not yeah. just like uh, well he's got the best ddt and the best interest in the business well, well that's all great and i appreciate those compliments but uh that's not who i am but that will help you uh, learn who I am if you meet me because that would be your opening thing and my opening segue to, to get to know you and you get to know me. I love that. Anna, can I put you on the spot for a second? Is it okay? Um, what, what would you say is like maybe something that the public doesn't get to see about David? Like... He's a softie. You're a softie? <laughs> a softie. <laughs> well, I think they see all the big for that. Nah, I'm a softie. Don't you even start the rumors that I cry a lot either. He's a big softie and he cares a tremendous amount for certain people in his life. You can tell, yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Mama. She's not very happy you had her talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. She says I was just hearing her so observation sweet. roll. All right. <laughs> That's how it, we know. It, it, don't tell anybody I'm a soft. Like, well, I guess they've all heard that. Yeah, Thanks, it's public Anna. now. I love you, mija. Te quiero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah, why is she so quiet over there? Mean mugging me now. Now I got heat. <laughs> oh, this is a long question. Okay. This is from King Nasio. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Okay, ready? King Nasio. If you had to choose between starting the brood again with former members, would you rather go to the WWE and form the brood with Edge and Jeff Hardy or AEW to form the brood with Matt Hardy and Christian? Whoa. Do what? Now... Matt Hardy and Christian, because they're in AEW. What was the other one? Jeff and... Jeff and um, Edge. Wait. Yeah, Edge and Jeff Hardy. Oh, wow. I have to choose between the two. They're making you pick, guys. um, (laughs) Yike. Well, I'm going to go with... I love Matt, though, but... Matt, Matt's going to keep evolving things. So we're going to go brood, throwback, play off what people are going to remember the most. I'm going to have to go with Jeff and Edge. Okay. And plus, I'm gonna go with just WWF, so WWE, WWE. So, so I pretty much be just like a homecoming, and it's something I'm familiar with. Although it's probably the landscape has changed so much, I probably really wouldn't be familiar. But um, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I think they would they would complement each other better than the other set. Yeah. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. you said Matt's always evolving. You mean in terms of his uh, character? well, character wise and, and and thoughts and stuff like so. Uh, you know, the the Woken and then different things and all that. Uh, so if you want traditional, I think Jeff's painted his face, but Jeff's always been Jeff. And Edge is Willow, right? Like he, he said, well, I guess yeah. not in the w- WWE, right? Well, he's, the, the, but he's always, that's who Jeff is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's who Jeff is. Um, and, but you want traditional. So if I'm going back, you know, it's going to be what I'm going to be the most comfortable with and, and, and feel I fit in. So that would be Adam, Edge and uh, Jeff. Yeah, in WWE. I like it. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, because in my brain right now, I'm setting up your Royal Rumble coming in <laughs> with Edge and Jeff Hardy. And yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. It's such confusing times, but I'm glad that, like, Christian's working and, and I'm glad Edge, I, I was so proud of him. Like, so proud watching him deliver that. And I'm just, I'm not just saying it. I truly, truly was. I'm super happy for him because he's just a good dude. I can't say it enough. What a good human being he is. He's just, so I'm just so happy for him. And uh, Jeff, I think Jeff, I don't know. I, I was worried, like, that when he came out with Karen Cross. And 
I was like, well, he'll show up in AEW soon whenever his deal's up or whatever. I'm not sure what his deal is or anything. But, but then he slid him over. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's a, uh, if he's going to feud Karen. That's going to be a rough one on Jeff's body. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of big bumps coming in his future. He doesn't though. seem to mind. I feel like he embraces it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never was a big believer of it until my older years now that people say, oh, you got a bump card, you got so many bumps left, you know, and, or I was just one bump too many over your bump limit, you know, but I tend to worry about him because he, he doesn't mind, but, but but I think his body does at huh. some point, you know, and, and to battle the demons he battles and the different things, you don't want to see him get hurt or, or or have to perform in a certain way where he maybe slips back up and goes different avenues and routes. So tend to worry about his well-being in the long run, stuff like that. So, mm, okay. As a human, you know, and a friend. Fair enough. That was a good question. Oop. Yeah. Okay. This is from uh, Haunted Owl 3X. Haunted Owl? That's Or a- Alf. What did you say? It says A-L. I mean, Al, if, haunted Al. Haunted if Alf Al. is asking a question, that's amazing. Well, he's hairy like Alf. <laughs> Alf would eat your cats, though. That's right. There's no cats in this neighborhood. No. I wonder if Alf lives around here. And Bigfoot just likes clams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, what is clams? Okay, yeah. Go on. Haunted Al. Okay. XXX. Three X. Three X. Do you have any stories about New Jack? And what did you think of his wrestling style? Example, being unsafe to work with and cutting and stabbing people in the ring. Well, I've worked New Jack on numerous occasions, um, and I was never stabbed or cut in the ring. But I'm friends with New Jack, or I was friends with New Jack. I was sorry to see him go. I'm a lot of, I, I don't know. I, you know, I watched the, the dark side of the ring thing, the mass transit stuff, and yeah, that's a bit extreme. But I don't think I ever saw that side of him when I, when I was with them. Um, you know. We did do some strange things, like like when I had to work them. Not strange, but you, you people in the regular world might feel it strange. But he'd be like, "Hey, vampire, we're working tonight. Jump in the limo." Um, <laughs> like, Bad game. But 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 I, I never had any problems. I, do I think that's the, what do I think of that? I don't think you should stab anybody. I don't think you should definitely shouldn't take a scalpel from temple to temple. Um, but I never experienced any of that with them, and and. And I felt the brotherhood and the camaraderie with them. I always felt like I was with, you know, family or something. I always felt very, very comfortable with them. So um, I felt well with them. My experiences were well with them. Uh, I do feel sad for other people's families and or different things that uh, stuff may happen. And do I agree with that? No. I, when you're in a ring, you have to trust each other. You know, if you got a problem with somebody, you go in the back, go over to a room if it's talkable. You go in the room and you talk to the person about it. Like, I have a bad habit of this because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So, like, I'll wait till I get to the back, but it might be in front of everybody, which is not right. It's not right to do. You should wait, go in another room, and try to talk it out or bring a mediator. Bring somebody that'll keep cooler heads and a witness the, the vouch for you can kill each other or something. You know, whoever threw first punch, if there's something like that. If it had to come down to that, just because everybody sues everybody now. But but you should go in a room and talk privately about it. And as, an, as a professional... This and this and that. Some things you just are too out of hand to talk and it'll get carried away. But it should be handled in the locker room, not in the ring. Because if you don't trust each other in the ring, that's why you see terrible matches. You know, If you're scared to even let the guy give you a suplex or let your feet leave the ground or let you lose control of your body or trust him or control your body, it doesn't make for a very good match. It doesn't make for good entertainment. And it is... Pro wrestling, but it's also sports entertainment. Honestly, and you have to entertain at a certain level. But if there's no trust... With each other, amongst each other, it's going to be a horrible match. You know, there's no way around it. It's going to be boring. And um, so, 
So I don't condone that. I, I think that that that's wrong. But uh, I got along with them well, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that answer your question, 3X. I think they're nodding. Uh, yeah, they're nodding. <laughs> Elf, was it? Um, <laughs> should we do one more? Okay, I guess we have Raymond, time. Raymond, do we have time do. for one more? Yeah. We're getting the go-ahead. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's see. Okay. Ooh, I don't, oh, this is from Freeways Slim Thick. We lo- oh, I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. we've had before. That, that's very interesting. Uh, yes. You said you explained that to me before. but Like yeah. Slim Thick, yeah. You said that's a good thing. Yeah, Slim, slim Thick, I think so. Okay. Like, right? Oh, yeah, slim well, we thick, talked about it. Yeah, I, think we, I think we agreed that you said it was good. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the movie The Wrestler? Do you think it paints legends who are now in the indies in a bad light? Did we not have this question already? Did you have this one already? No. All right. Um, he shakes his head no. But but we had something similar. Or maybe okay. somebody else asked me on the road or something. What did I think of the movie? Does it paint legends in a bad way? Uh, the rest of it. Um, in what bad way? Uh, that they can't handle going to the real world and working a regular job after being in a limelight? Or that wrestling let the, the guys from the 70s and the 80s down. There was no retirement, no pension, no nothing. Nobody gave you a speech about uh, nobody, like the NFL would come in and have people talk to you and counsel you about how to manage your money or if there was that much money to even manage back then, but you gave your whole life, heart, and soul. No, I think it paints wrestling a certain way. I, I don't think it paints the, the legends in a certain way. I, it, it, If anything, it paints a pretty accurate picture and it's very sad, and very sad uh, how they're, treated or how they can end up that way we all are our own uh, enemies we've all uh, you can't blame wrestling for substance abuse yes it could contribute to it because there's access to everything you know you get hurt somebody writes your script but at the same time you could be walking down the street step in a pothole and get the script and end up addicted to Vicodin I think if you wait it out wrestling world which and then I, we did the pros and cons of the attitude era before and i said the the biggest con is the addiction to, to drugs from the injuries because you work and press each other hard but you weigh the ratio out to the amount of wrestlers in the world to the amount of civilians in the world and drug addiction i think the, the civilians in the world are gonna outweigh the, the wrestlers but we're small menor but we're what i'm saying is we're all the same we're all humans if, if you have an addictive problem uh you could, it's going to happen if you're in a normal world, in a regular job, lifting a box in a post office or something. If you just have that nature or whatever, or that disease, I guess, um, it's a tough thing. So uh, I think it paints wrestling in a shitty picture. Because <laughs> like, where was wrestling at for, for these guys after they've given their whole life and heart? You know, um, Randy Ram, what did, he, what did he do really wrong? He was... Yeah, he was taking steroids, I guess, like to stay in the game and be on top of the game. Um, which, but I think at every professional athlete and stuff, there's they're all guilty of that in some way or another. He was sleeping in his van because he didn't have money. His trailer didn't have money to pay his rent. He was trying to stretch that last thing. But where where was his? They didn't make a lot of money. Some of these guys, very select few, made a lot of money in the 80s. It was very select few. He might have been on top of the bill, but like as they portrayed, uh, was it a uh, Wow, Ernest Miller played the Sheik or whatever in that, right? But like he invested his money or something. He had like a car dealership or something, right? If I remember right, I don't something. remember. I only right. seen the movie once, and I'm try- or maybe twice at the most because yeah. I think I watched it then. Um, but he had something. He had a business or something. He, he got invested in business, but not not everybody. Uh, as I recently learned um, the hard way, which we'll go into it in another episode. Like uh, I'm not a business person. I I got a GD. I dropped out of high school. I had a kid, but. 
I fit in the world of professional wrestling, but I uh, a very poor business person um, um, and very uh, about reading paperwork and doing this and this and that. Had a very successful school um, going down here in South Florida just up to a month ago, but the guy really bamboozled me and uh, not understanding paperwork. Really actually taunted me and wrote me a letter <laughs> saying like that everything but the word stupid that I should have learned how to read the paperwork, this and this and that, that I didn't know this and that. But uh, I can't tell you positively out of that, Raymond, and everybody that I do still have the gang girl registered trademark. It's all legal. Read, read back the sign and, and that's all on go and that's on good. So looking forward to pushing forward into the future to bigger and better things. But it, it was my poor uh, just i knowledge of, of of running an office or or a business or stuff you know i know how to wrestle i know how to give uh, my body to it I, I know how to go out there and bust my ass day in and day out leave every ounce of energy on the stage kind of like a bob seger song you know <laughs> turn to pay i'm out there boom 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 but you know you're on the next show the next show the next show and and some a lot of guys the, the newer generation their business, these kids are educated and stuff, and they're smarter, and there's, there's the YouTube, there's different things, and there's older guys like us saying, hey, do this and this and that. But it was a different time then, so um, I think it just kind of showed wrestling for what it was back then. Um, and again, I say uh, wrestling owes me nothing. I owe wrestling everything. It saved my life. But uh, I came in in 87, which things slowly evolved after there was more money, different things. So if I didn't save my money and all that is more on me where these guys didn't make a lot of money if you look at the rock and roll express their biggest paydays on top selling out buildings that they're selling now they were making nothing peanuts so how are they supposed to save peanuts when they're still trying to pay for family the houses to make the towns this and this and that when the wrestlers coming on like in the um, early 90s and on through the, uh, uh, the, the Monday Night War where the money just escalated to like where people were making absurd money. And there was smart people like Kevin Nash who knew how to save his money and do business the right way and different things. And there were some people who made bad decisions. Um, some of us marriages, you know, uh, you know, uh, some drugs and stuff like that, you know. So, but in the movie The Wrestler itself, I think it, they did. I don't think it portrayed him in a bad way. I think it portrayed him in an honest way, mm. at, where he sat in life. And yes, a lot of wrestlers are very much like that, where like they'll find herself like uh, trying to hang out with one girl, attached to things that she relates to him because like even like to say it, but even in, in the uh, dancing industry or exotic dancers, they're kind of like the same thing. They're selling their bodies. What is a wrestler doing every night on TV? He's bicep poses for you the crowd whatever they're watching this guy what a great body then he's flipping so he's doing things with his body it may not be a, a dance but he's selling himself as though they're selling themselves so they're going to kind of relate because they're in a business of selling themselves but then they're also on a shelf life how long can you do that how long can a girl be uh considered marketable in that industry like how long before nat nature or gravity starts changing things and age catches up to you same thing in wrestling. So they're going to bond hand in hand. So they're, they're, they're going to kind of have something common there to attach to. And then that's what going to kind of draw on. They got that. And they both have a shelf life. And where they go? And then like in that movie, I think she was trying to change her stars, get out of it. She had a son. She was trying to do the right things by it. And then she kind of pushed him off, pushed him off. And when he needed her, she wasn't there. But then it was too late. He came in. He finished chasing a dream. And ultimately, I think they lead you to believe he died. And he died. He'd rather die doing what he loved than trying to fake it and make it in the world he didn't feel yeah. like he, ex he belonged in or existed in or could even cope dealing with with people like 
you know, he shoves his hand into a slicer just to leave there. Because, like, I, I get that. And uh, I feel nothing but uh, sadness and stuff for that. But, no, I don't think it portrays him in a bad way. I think it's very honest. Fair. I think Cesaro's in the movie, right? Give a moment. I think he is, but I think maybe next time or whenever we have time, we should talk about Ready to Rumble. <laughs> to Rumble. I would love That's your other views story. on that. Yeah. Looking for the king. <laughs> so we wrapping it up, Raymond. What's going on? All well, right. That's so, a thumbs up for that's us. That's a thumbs up. Well, unfortunately, I don't think we came up with a name. I don't think Big B is going to work. I don't know. I'm going to take a week. Maybe you all can help us with that, you Please. ladies and gentlemen at home. Maybe send that in some of the YouTubes. Help us name Little Bigfoot here. Oh, I'm going to call him Little so Bigfoot, sweet. Little little Biggie or whatever. Biggie Smalls. I'm Biggie Smalls, maybe. <laughs> Biggie uh, Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Or maybe like Biggie Smalls. What's up? Ah. <laughs> something with big i don't know okay. but um thank you uh so uh that we'll wrap it up with uh kid cadet thank you for being on here again as oh always, thank you it's such an honor through, uh, another hour and a half or whatever the show may be um and then uh, thank you episode nine we did it all right so all right we gotta go we gotta get it right okay. to close out want some get some bad enough take some ah you're banging a bang with big rub take some <laughs>